Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. Look, I know I need to ask this question, but you guys have been so good and and, and listening to y'all talk, man, I am so fired up, like boom, it's like, but, Mental health. What role has mental health played in your journey? Ask that. That's uh, it's played a major role. You know, it, you know, incarceration is a, you know, that's a, uh, like a mental mental health Olympics. You know, you, you know, you dealing with uh, abandonment issues. Uh, yeah. Man, oh man, yeah, like you know, anxiety. Like I say anxiety to, you know, what I mean. Know, all of that. I mean, you know, I say he say Lucasville, you know, that twenty three and one in the cell where you know you you really get to deal with yourself. You mentally battling yourself, the staff, and the other inmates. This is how challenging your every day. This ain't just like you can get no chill days, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. every day that you let your eyes open, it's a mental challenge for you. The whole day you up till you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. If I ain't dodging him and he a roller, he on some BS with me. I got to dodge him. You an inmate. You on some BS. Now I'm in the cell by myself. Why he couldn't have been a roller? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be a roller. I am be the roller, man. I don't want to be the roller, man. I definitely want to be a roller. Yeah, I don't want to be a roller. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. When you think about it, like, later on in hindsight, it's like, damn, like, it's really a mental Olympics. Like, all day long, like, you, after you... Be out and you challenge yourself against all these people. Stay out their way. Mm-hmm. Get the cell by yourself, but now you mentally challenging yourself. Like, what I'm doing wrong? I could have did this better. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, you gotta have a strong fuck. Gotta get come through prison, man. Me myself personally, like, do a long amount of time in prison mm-hmm. because, like, he said, you deal with abandonment, man. Like, and that's part of the first stage of that was when the hurt come in when you realize the people that you really had faith in get missing on you. You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, that's a mental challenge for a human being. Like, you my mother, you my father, you my girl. We was together. We laid in bed every night. And now I'm in here. You just gone. And you mm-hmm. know I'm in a position where I can't move how I normally would move. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you leave? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that don't make sense to you. Like, don't. And you got to deal with that. Like, but at the same time, you can't deal too hard on it because you're around all these men mm-hmm. that expect a certain level of masculinity out of you, you know what I'm saying? You can't go up around there just boom, like my girl left me, like, oh, the white one here, everybody girl left them, bro, like, suck it up. Right, right, understand, understand, understand. I think to, to, to piggyback off what the brother said, a lot of our mental health situations got to do with the amount of time we've been home. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've been home for 19 years now. Mm-hmm. I left when I was 18, I came home when I was almost mid-30s, I'm almost 50 years old now. Right, right. You know what I mean? 
what I what I come to understand from working with people like myself coming home from incarceration, that's what I do every day. Like, I get paid to actually work with people as we get out. Like, mm. They pay me a good salary to make sure brothers is in a better situation. Right. What I learned is that we get all of this stuff on top of us before we go to prison. Mm-hmm. That PTSD, mm-hmm. the growing up in the in a certain neighborhood, abandonment issues of, of fathers not being there, rape, molestation, all the stuff that comes seeing our friends murdered, mm-hmm. all of this stuff that come, then we go to prison. And while we're in prison, we get experience all these things like the brother talked about abandonment issues, dealing with the role of stabbings, all this other stuff we see, we label that, we we layer that on top of what we got before we got there. And then what happens is you get a parole or you reach you release you, you reach your out date and you release back into society. You got this PTSD on you and you got you got what they call post incarceration syndrome. You got pics on you too. You release into society and they tell you, okay, if we give you a job, a place to stay, and a way to get to work, you should be okay. When in reality we are not okay. You know what I mean? Many of us coming home are not okay. We have so much inside of us that when this brother step on my shoe, I'm still mad like I'm 18. You know what I mean? When this brother look at me a certain way, I'm still fighting within myself. I've been out 20 years and I'm still fighting within myself. Like, man, why this looking at me like that? All I'm doing is talking. What's up? You know what I mean? We got all of this stuff. And if we don't find ways to start dealing with this stuff that's inside, you wonder why people keep going back. It's more comfortable to go back because I know how to maneuver within the confines of prison. I know if you step on my shoe, I'm posing to knock you out. You know if I step on your shoe, you pose to knock me out. You know if I call you to be man, you hear these young 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 I was about to say young whippersnappers. <laughs> you hear these young you you hear these young young fellas using words nowadays. I was in the school on uh Friday. I, I, I facilitate a program in the school and I hear the way these little brothers talking to each other. He be this and H that and H this and I'm just sitting there listening. And the teacher's stuck. And the people that's there stuck. And me and my brothers that's in there looking at them like nobody never told them it was wrong. Nobody never told these brothers it was wrong. So they piling it, they piling it up. Like they say, you throwing bricks at it. You throwing rocks at it. They throwing rocks at it. They throwing rocks at it. So when brothers like us get the opportunity to step into position to say, look, man, the things our kids are attracted to won't change. I was attracted to materialistic things. I was attracted to ghetto boys music. Like they attracted, we can't say quit listening to that. Don't listen to that. Don't do that. What we can tell them and show them is a different way to achieve the things that you're attracted to. A different way to obtain those things. We got to put them in position where they can obtain the car a different way than selling dope. This brother got a clothing line. If it's successful, I know somebody that's designing clothes. I can call this brother up and say, look, I got this little brother that's designing clothes. Help him out. That's what we got to do. We can't just sit around and say, you wrong, you wrong, you wrong, because nobody never told us that stuff. I be calling dudes out now, like, right now, like, certain guys that I know, you know what I'm saying, like, you got guys that now that's using credit, they they got they got the game now, mm-hmm. but they move like dope boys, mm-hmm. and so I call them on it. Mm-hmm. Don't let these young brothers think you selling dope to get these things, bro. Tell them to give right. them the game. Put your head down for two, three years, stack your money, build your credit, you get your opinions. That's right. I know you selling dope for 30 years, ain't even had a cutlass yet. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, we gotta, we gotta no be doubt. honest though. Like, no we gotta be honest. Like, bro, no doubt. don't go that route. It's gonna take you forever, and the risk level is this high, bro. Go get you a job at McDonald's, put your head down, bro. Two, three years, get your check, stack them, get your credit. You have a beans. Mm. 40s on there. These guys are swiping rims. They swiping rims on their credit card, and they coming down the block like got the kids. They, they hustling for it. Ain't no doubt. 
Oh, yeah. breast the wrong narrative. Why not teach our kids like, no, we ain't hustling no more, man. My little cousin, he got he got his car washed. Like, I got my store. Mm-hmm. This is how my mind works. I, I I get a store. It's a storefront. Yeah, I got a garage in the back of the store. Two bay garage. As soon as I see it, I'm, he showed me the building. I just stopped worrying about my store. Hey man, we got a garage. My cousin got a mobile car wash. He could have a business right here. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I got a bunch of trash in there. Get it out of there, bro. I can call somebody right now and get you some more rent money, bro. Like, get it out of there. I'll give you some more rent money and get my cousin the business. Mm. Little cousin got the business. He got a car wash boom behind my stove now. You see what I'm saying? Now he hiring yeah. little kids in the neighborhood to come work at his car wash. It's, it's a, we got to set these type of tracks, you know That's what I'm right. saying? And it just keep going. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, we're going to do some things around here. That's what I'm you. Man. I love that, man. I, I love what you guys are saying, man. That's 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 powerful. Trying to change the neighborhood, trying to change the community, trying to change attitudes. Look, and listening to you guys talk, the last thing you know I like to you know put out here is the idea of belief. When we started this conversation, I heard from you, and I and I felt like you guys believed that you could do something different. You know, when I think of belief, I like to think about it like this. I tell people this all the time. That if you don't, if you truly believe something, you can taste it, you can touch it, you can feel it before you even get to it. Because And when you feel that way, you're more motivated to get it done. If I can't touch it, if I can't feel it in my mind and in my body, then I'm probably not as motivated. What I've heard from you today is this strong motivation, this belief that you can actually get it done and you're doing it. Um, I'm, I'm curious with that being said in belief. What would you say to someone else about belief that you haven't said today? Because you said a lot of things. What would you say about belief and the importance of it? Well, that, uh, believing in yourself. The, the stronger the belief in yourself is, the stronger the belief in yourself is, the more the people around you believe in you. It's like unspoken. It's like nonverbal. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I was always taught, like, walk in the room, like a boss and you'll be treated like a boss. People in the room, like, I don't know him, but he must be somebody because of the way he carrying himself. Right, right. So the belief, you know, even if you in, you into something that I'm not, you know, my, you know, it might be different fields. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But your belief in yourself and the way you move, it, it, it conveys, you know, you just, it conveys like, okay, man, I, I can believe in this guy. You know what I'm saying? Because I see he move in a manner that say he believes in himself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? His ability to go it alone if he have to, to take, you know, take the risk to, you know, to reach higher. You know what I mean? People who do that, that's showing a belief in yourself. You know what I mean? And I, it start here. You know what I mean? Everything start here. You know, I say everything created twice. You know, first in your mind and then it manifests. So that that in itself will open doors. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, but it started like so much of what we didn't do before is because we didn't believe we could do it. Mm. Say that again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We didn't be- so it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's one of the things that inspired me to do it, you know, where they say, you know, you hear all the stories about, you know, you do a lot of time, oh he fried, he gonna be fried. Yeah, institutionalized. Mm-hmm. So I took that as a challenge. Right, right. So I got to do all the things while I'm doing this time to counter that narrative. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? To not, you know, you know, like I say, people ain't never, 
you know, been able to talk about me doing good until now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it feel good to be able to hear that. Right, right, right. But you weird, so it's like people that wouldn't even talk to you back then because they were scared of you. Right. Now they dying to talk to you because of how you wear it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. You know, it's like, the, you know, believe, you know, that is, man, you believe in yourself, man. People, people feel it. You know, yeah. they say, you, you just feel it, man. Dude, he, you know what? I can roll with him. You know what I mean? Because if you don't believe in yourself, why should I believe in you? You know yourself better than me. <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. That's how it was for me, man. Like, I'm probably the poster child for belief, man. Like, they gave me 28 years of life, man. Like, I would never sit my whole time in jail. I never sat and conversated with other guys about the parole board. Like, I get them to walk away. And I instilled it into my mind, like, and I fought, for, I fought for my freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I believed in me, so it made other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, my wife, me and her met. We are, we had knew each other, but we rekindled. You know what I'm saying? When I was in prison over a phone call, and she like, well, when you getting out? And I'm like, man, I'm just be real with you. Like, I got life, like, but I'm getting out. She like, mm-hmm. when? I said, I can't tell you that. I say, well, I can tell you that I'm getting out. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. I never let myself get stuck in prison. I never sat there and was like, no matter how many times I got denied, my appeals got mm-hmm. turned down, I never was like, nah, it's over with. You know what I'm saying? Right. I never did that. Like, I always had to find another route. They told me all my appeals is I used all my appeals when I was in prison. They was like, mm-hmm. it's a rap. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, it can't be a rap. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And now like, I'm sitting here with you because I believe in myself. Mm-hmm. Like everybody in jail is like. It's over. Like, what you file your last appeal? You know what I'm saying? Watch the in, in feds and Supreme Court. Like, it's over with for you, bro. Like, yeah. No, bro. Like, yeah. I kept looking. You know what I'm saying? If I ain't believe in myself, I would have been like, damn, they right, man. Right. This dude right here, he he been here forty years. He ain't went nowhere. Like, it's over with. Like, but I'm like, no, I'm getting up out of here, man. So, like, that's why we here. That's powerful. Man, I think I think the the first thing is you got to believe in the power greater than yourself. Mm. Think whether you choose to call it God, Allah, Buddha, the table, whatever you believe in, you got to believe that it's something something that exists that's greater than you, because yeah. that gives you a that gives you a level of humbleness. You have to be in order to truly believe in yourself. You have to be humble. You know, I struggle. My biggest struggle since I've been since I've been maybe fourteen was my ego. My mom mm. told me one day I could do whatever I wanted to do, and I believed her, and I internalized it. I can do whatever I can sell dope. I can rob. I can, you know what I mean? I internalized it. I could do whatever I wanted to do. So my ego got to the point where even now, in the positions I sit in and the places I'm at, and the, I've been all across the world. I've been to different countries speaking about incarceration, mm. speaking about coming home from prison. I've been in front of some of the most intellectual minds on earth speaking about this thing. Mm. And, and, and that has a way to feed that ego to where your beliefs comes. It becomes so great in you that shit, I'm, I'm the out here, I can go. Yeah, this is where yeah, yeah, where 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 Obama at? But when you when you realize that there's something greater than you in your time, our time on this earth is that. In the grand scheme of things, our time of existence is that, and it's over with. So you got to say you got to be humble. You got to say, what can I do in this snap to change the world? So when you say we trying to change it, we not trying to change it. We changing. Brothers and brother, lions recognize lions. Eagles recognize eagles. When I see other brothers that I see that I recognize as lying, this brother haven't been out as long as me, 
But I, the, the lion that I recognized when he came back around was automatically, he had to slow me down. Like, no, nah, bro, I just got out. What are you talking about? This ain't comfortable for me. And I'm just thinking like, no, nah, you are like, come on. But he like, no. Nah. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like the pullback to understand that there's something that exists greater than me. My ego, my ego can get me to the point where I believe in myself so much that it's to my detriment that I start to step on other people. That I start to neglect my children because now I feel like I'm the greatest thing ever created. When, when, when in my understanding that, yeah, I'm created in, a, in the image and the likeness of something. And what is this something? And whatever I'm created in the image and the likeness of, mm. which I ain't going to say on the podcast, what does that make me? You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got to believe in something greater than self in order, in order to truly believe in us. You know? F- fellas, I mean, well said. Well said. <laughs> Well said. Y'all ain't got any comments or thoughts that like to add? You know, some, you know, he's saying that I thought about it. I think when I first came home, I was running from that part of my story, being locked up. Like where I ain't want to get into reentry. I ain't want to, you know what I mean? Like, like man, I like I don't want to be in that box. I don't want to be. Like, I'm trying to, you know, I was trying to put prison, like, I'm trying to put it behind mm-hmm. me. I'm trying to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like you, you know, being out here, my, my mind evolved, like, well, it's not really nothing to run from. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't, you know, because that change in the world is going to start with my story. You know, that's like, because you never know. What, you know, there's so many things. Like, you know how you got mentors up close and mentors mm-hmm. from afar. You know, and they experience is like, you know, I remember when I first read the autobiography of Malcolm X, I was like 16. I had to read it for school. But his experience, I absorbed it. And the biggest lesson I got was that life is a series of stages. You know what I mean? Like, that was the biggest story. And I used to always think to myself, I hope I just live long enough to get to the next stage. You know what I mean? But his story, it did something for me. And I never met Malcolm X. So I look at that. I had to go back into that like my story could help somebody and change, you know what I mean, their life or their world. Or, or the, you know, the you know decisions we making going to affect our tribe for the next 100 years. You know, my daddy, granddaddy all been to prison. So somebody made a wrong decision along mm-hmm. the line in my tribe. So I'm looking at this and I said, man, you know, this, I, I came back around to it where, you know, Donovan was at like, man, bro, this is like, you know, you, this going to help you. I, I understand it now. You know what I'm saying? I understand like the value in it. Like, you know, L told me, he said, man, bro, I tell my story. That's it. Period. Like, That's it. You know, like, you gotta, what I, what I kind of realized since I've been home, like, and, you know, by me being wrongfully convicted, it was a big story behind it. It's been ongoing for the last four years. But it's like, everything we do in life is somebody's story, bro. That shirt, somebody thought about that shirt and put it on. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's your ideas is your story, your life. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, it's better to tell your story where you came from and where you at now because if you just get successful and you leave a jail part out, you leaving out all the youngest that's headed to jail or all the guys that's in jail. You leaving them completely out of, out, out of the mix. You see what I'm saying? 
when you involve prison into your stories, like you got the guys in jail, like, oh yeah, Cell was in here. I know that man. Where, mm-hmm. No, like look at the dude, he did time where I did time at. Now he's writing books and he got labels and he got all this, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to tell that part. So the people that's going through what you went through can be like, it's yeah. a way out. Yeah. It's a light at the end of the tunnel, you know what I'm saying? Brother yeah. sitting in this cell next to me and now he out this cell, he doing this, like, you know what I'm saying? I talk to jail dudes all day long. I get Four, five, six calls and lifers. You know what I'm saying? That's what keep me humble and keep me grounded. Like, mm-hmm. and sometimes I, I don't be in the mood for it, but I be needing that that reassurance. Like, it could be my worst day. And I be like, man, I don't feel like talking to nobody in jail. But I answer because it's somebody just got life worse than I do. Mm-hmm. Let me put my out here. You know what I'm saying? Because I got somebody here going through some ten times more worse, and I mm-hmm. know because I was just there. You know what I'm saying? So it's, mm-hmm. like, it's a humbling experience. It's like, man. I'm going to tell my story. They're like, man, my girl asked, she's like, you think you want to be tired of telling your story? You know what I'm saying? I've, I've been home four and a half years. And I'm like, hell no. Yeah. Just hell no. Like, if y'all, if y'all get tired of hearing, then that's on y'all. Like, but I know it's, it's a fresh breed coming in. Like, that it's going to help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I keep telling it, man. I keep encouraging my brothers. And now I'm at a point where now, like, I tell everybody, like, man, yeah. find a way to capitalize off of what you've been through. Yeah. Girls. Me and, you know what I'm saying? You got women out here that's been through rape and all types of stuff like that, child abortions, and now they successful. But they try to, like, shy from that part, and I be like, no, tell your story. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Man. Your greatest gift to, your greatest gift to society is the stories that you tell. Right, so right. When, when Sale was talking about mentors, books are our mentors. When I was in prison, books became my mentor. You know what I mean? And some books was Donald Goins and Iceberg Slim, you know. <laughs> Picked up little pieces of that here and there, you know. I yeah, but it helped with certain but, situations What it was was the was the was the progression. Right. So older dudes at the time they would they would drape you off into Iceberg Slim and Donald Goins so you would read it and now you used to read and so you're looking for what's next and then they slide the wretched of the earth or they, they slide the prints or they slide something up under you and you reading it like I don't understand it oh get you a dictionary so now you're reading it with a dictionary and a thesaurus and your mind is going in a whole different place when this brother said I tell my story I've been telling my story now for 10, 10 years you know mm. what I mean I've been, I've been out going on 20 and I've been mm-hmm. telling my story, and the thing that you, the thing that I notice is, the more that I give to the people, the more the universe gives to me. So mm-hmm. it's only what they say, like eighteen percent of, of black males make a certain amount, you know what I mean, of money. I think it's eighteen percent make a hundred thousand dollars. I made way over that last year, just telling my story, just telling my story, just being who I am, just letting letting the brothers know that I can get everything the dope man can get. My cars is nice. I live in a beautiful place. I got all of this, and I got it from telling my story. I got it from sharing with brothers. I got it from building with brothers and letting them know. You know what I mean? This that you got in here, can't nobody steal this. You can you can lock this up. You can lock this up, but can't nobody steal this from me. As long as I can sit around and do this, I can get some money. Yeah, That's how I look at it. As long as I can do this. Like I know people that probably wouldn't get too shit about my hoodie, but they buy into the story. Ain't no doubt. You see what I'm saying? Like, and I, I took I took this like Everything for me is based upon the story. Mm-hmm. So, it's, so it's like, when I leave here and you go somewhere later on in the day and you down there in the plaza, you get in the subway, you see a guy with a comic club hoodie on, the first thing that'll come to your mind is, L made that. L made right. 18 years in jail for crime right. he didn't commit. That's right. He, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, and then it's going to, I had guys come on my story be like, man, I was up to dinner, man. It took everything. He got to get up and go ask, dude, did he know you? Because I got on comic club, he got on comic club. And I'm going to sit there like, no, hell, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and then it creates a story. Like, 
Yeah, I know L, bro. He did the time. And it's yeah, like, then you, it just trickled on. And then, cause my whole objective for like prison, man, like I'm heavy on wrong with conviction. I'm an advocate for it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like, I try to get people involved now with my brand. This was like my, my platform. Mm-hmm. If I would have came from jail, I ain't had nothing going on, and just cried about prison, nobody want to hear me because right. I'm entitled to that because I just came That's from right. prison. But I created something where people across the board going to wear it and going to want to know why. So now my my mission is to try to find people that ain't got no leg in the game. Somebody who ain't never had an uncle in jail. Somebody don't know nobody in jail, but they just care because why does this keep happening? Like, why are these guys going to jail for crimes they didn't commit? Why is this so so normal, so reoccurring? Like, if you get people that ain't got a leg in the game, people listen to them. Like, me, us three, somebody be like, man, y'all been in jail, so of course y'all gonna say that. You know what I'm saying? But if you come in there like, I ain't never been to jail, but I wanna know why this is going on. Right. They gonna right. be more interested in hearing you than us, but they gonna like our story about jail, though. You can't tell a story about jail. Yeah, I can't tell a story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't tell a story. Hey, man. Listen, man, I feel like we could do this for hours, man. I'm just absorbing all of this, man. Like, oh, man, this, this is so good. And, and you know what? I love what y'all say about, like, telling your story. Because life, man, we can have all kinds of successes. But the story behind it, the journey is so much more important. Because to get there without a story is just to be there. But to be there with a story, it's like, hey, I've been tried by the fire. I've been put down. I've been beat out. All kind of stuff, but I still made it there. Tell me something. Who wants to win a championship without a struggle? If somebody just gave it to you, it wouldn't mean that much. But when you've been through some stuff. It's like the guys, on, it's like the, guys just the last one on the bench of a basketball team. Yeah. He be like, I got a championship ring. But he can't tell you a play or the game no where he got a buzzer. He got no stats. Yeah, he don't. diamonds all day. Like, yeah. yeah don't tell you the story how you got the diamonds. Who be more tree? Like. You hit the buzzer beater in the, right. you know what I'm saying, the fourth right. quarter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a nice ring, but damn, you hit the buzzer beater. Like, what does that buzzer beater feel like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Where he had the materials, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, you do know my story. Exactly, man. That's that's what I'm talking about, and that's why it's so beautiful uh, when we can sit here and we can talk about these stories. Um, and, and see where you guys have gone and what you have gone through, man, and how you where you are today, man. It's so powerful. You have so much wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Man, you know, y'all got stuff that n- people could not get in a four-year, six-year, eight-year education. No, for sure. Because it's information, it's experience, it's, it's wisdom on a high level, man. I appreciate y'all sharing that with us today. And listen, y'all, if y'all like this discussion, please go down to the comment box. Leave your questions and comments. Don't forget to like us and subscribe. And we will see you in the next episode of Therapy is Life. Thank you. Y'all have a nice one. Shout Comic Club. Yeah, shout Comic Club.